Welcome back to our podcast, Art Anatomy, where we take classic pieces from history and uncover their mystery. Where we dissect artworks to discover their art quirks. It's scientifically proven. Your IQ level increases listening to us talk about these pieces. I am Vac Jensen. And I am Helium Wackman. And it is currently March 8th. 2021, 9.41 Central Time, coming to you live from my bedroom, specifically on a fold-out couch. Today, we'll be discussing two historical art pieces, one that we like, and one that we don't like. Let's get into it. So let's begin with the piece we do like. Our piece of choice today will be a very famous and well-known piece. Some might refer to it as godly. That's right, folks. Today we'll be discussing the creation of Adam, done by none other than Michelangelo himself. Ah, yes. This piece located on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Indeed. And whilst it is a sight to behold, it is but a fraction of a whole 500 square meters of artwork containing over 300 different figures. Wow. Incredible. Exactly. Indeed, Michelangelo was commissioned to do this piece by Pope Julius II and was a bit reluctant doing so. Oh yeah, Michelangelo was a sculptor and thought devoting so much time to a painting would mess up his feng shui. But he persevered and went to create the piece that would be universally heard for centuries. (laughs) To provide some context, this piece was painted around 1508 to 1512. So it's been here for a bit, huh? Indeed. Another question you might be wondering is how exactly he painted a 13-meter-high ceiling. Got an answer for us, William? Well, what he would do, or I guess what he did do, uh, is he was up on these rafters the entire time, and he would paint upside down while he was working on it. Huh. He had a whole piece upside down. Now let's dive into this piece. In it, you can see a depiction of God as an elderly white, an elderly white-bearded Caucasian. Adam, also Caucasian, is completely naked right across from him. Wild stuff! In this painting, we can also see God reaching his finger out for Adam to touch it. Why might that be? Well, my friend, his finger is meant to represent the gift of life. So God is bestowing life onto the first man, thus creating humankind for the world to experience. In this piece, there are also 12 figures around God. There are many theories surrounding who these are, and the most popular and realistic are, however, is that one of them is Eve, the first woman to be created, and the others symbolically represent the souls of Adam and Eve's unborn children, which are destined to become the entire human race. This piece was essentially created to appreciate the beauty of the creation of man, the origin of everything that is, has, and will ever be depicted through the eyes of early Catholics. And also, some cool historical things about this is that during the time, the church was super powerful, um, wealth-wise, politically-wise. They controlled a very large portion of Europe. And so, with Michelangelo being able to paint this, they obviously paid him very well, but... um, these these paintings were quite, in fact, very, very political, um, mm-hmm. also, of course, very religious, but they, they were used almost like a, a political standpoint for religious reasons. It's quite quite weird, but, mm. I mean, well, that's, that's religion that's how things you. were back then. All right. Well, we like this piece in particular because it is just such a beautiful piece to behold. Indeed. It also utilizes uh, fresco, 
which is a whole other piece of artwork itself, which are typically very large, very mm. um, unique, abstract, not abstract, but just um, colorful in a way. Mm, mm, yeah, fresco is the use of painting over dried up plaster. Definitely gives me an appreciation for plaster. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> It represented a time of religious movement in the teachings of Christianity that will be in the history books forever. Michelangelo's effort in this should always be appreciated. Alright, now on to the second painting, one we don't like. In fact, we don't like this one so much, we're not even going to spend too much time on it. The piece is titled Portrait of Charles II of Spain. As a child, by Sebastian Herrera Bomuevo. This oil piece, created around 1619 to 1671, commemorated King Charles II's youth. And ah, yes, one of the thousands of portraits made out of this individual known, very specifically, as the Ugly King. And uh, paintings like this back then were super popular, just self-portraits of royal family members. It was, it was getting done everywhere. Any kind of royal family that, I mean, of course they could afford it, but it was very basic. Everyone was getting that done at the time, typically oil paintings too. Mm -hmm. Fun fact too, a lot of the time back then, these pieces were altered in favor of the royal subject. So you're telling me this dude was <laughs> uglier in person? Oh yeah. Full disclaimer here, though. Looks don't mean everything. For example, my boy Helium here has a fantastic personality. Hey! A true face for podcasts. Actually, though, King Charles II's family had a long line of inbreeding, depicting quite a stark time in the history of Spain monarchs. In the painting, the king is seen... As a dis in a di distinguished red clothing, surrounded by red drapes, the large presence of the color red represents their status and royalty. He's depicted as a child with a strong destiny to rule a whole country. We don't like that painting because... Uh, back It's super popular. Again, very, very popular uh, thing to see back in the day. Again, very basic. Everyone was doing it. It's nothing really... Um, creative-wise, super basic. It's just, compared to other paintings that people were doing, just that had a lot more meaning, and these things were just done by rich people because they were rich, just because they could. I mean, yeah, sometimes they look nice and everything like that, but despite all of that, it's just same old, same old, nothing new. Despite that, the guy was also just super ugly at the same time. Yeah, my man was living in Spain without the S. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, this piece will definitely not be one sticking to, with me. All right. Well, I think that concludes our podcast for today. We thank y'all all for tuning in, and we hope y'all have a fantastic day. Yes, sir. Bye.